0: I ain't never been the loudest in the room, the higher the volume, the more imminent the doom. Don't play yourself kid, play the system. The US government, the largest walking contradiction, listen, if you want to see the impossible, then look at me. My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets, if I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid on the same soil that my grandfather's was walking, oh your yeah, history. Tata Pai Lautiwa, welcome friend to Quantum Theory. A podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices.
1: And that's facts. And that's
2: and that's
0: facts. Let's go get them.
2: Hey friends, I love that part.
0: Yes, in the hello, beginning hello. of the song.
2: Yes, when it's just like, "Welcome, friends."
0: Tata latiwa. Hey friends. <laughs> oh, how's it going Bro.
2: over there? What's going on? Are you experiencing <sighs> sunshine?
0: Slightly. Slightly. Okay, it is come on, slightly. A, I'm down for slightly. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a weird change from what I was in last weekend. So last weekend I was over on the coast in Seattle. And usually on the coast you find the slightly to be more effective over there. Whereas like here on the inland we get like the, the valley type sun where it's just like clear and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet it's kind of funny. I moved... From this, like, bright, clear sky over on the coast to coming back here in the inland area, Spokane area. And now I'm getting the Slightly. So it's, like, a lot of cloud cover with, like,
2: pokes of sun. I love it. I love it. You got to be okay with the pokes of sun because, I mean, at this point, (laughs) you got to take what you can get. You know, summer's right around the corner. Summer's, like, approaching. It's, like oh you gotta be crazy! Right? <laughs> it's like it's like it wants to pop in and pop out when it feels like it yep. so um so yeah it's that it's been sunny over here too so i've been loving it the last say, week i can
0: tell from the, the natural light on your face thank you thank you yes <laughs> but um
2: my face does not do the light justice but <laughs> oh, lies, <laughs> but, yeah, lies, but um uh, But yes, it's been it's been really good. It's been warm, um, not too hot. You know, it gets really humid over here. So I'm not excited about that. And I'm hoping it Ah, doesn't get that humid. Last year, it was great. But the year before that, it was terrible. So um, fingers crossed. You know, I'm just glad it hasn't gotten to that point yet. But yes, it has been gorgeous. It's been in the upper upper 70s. Um, for the most part. So it's been good. Today's a little bit cool. So the sun's shining. Looks like it's hot, but it's a little cool. So that's that's always good.
0: Yeah. That's literally how it was over in Seattle. It was mid 70s into like the high 70s, the weekend that I was there just a couple days ago. And uh, it was funny driving on the way back from Seattle because then you have to go through Ellensburg and whatnot, central Washington, where it's like fields and farmlands and just like flat and hot. Uh, You know, those Mm. places in the country where it's just like flat and hot. And I hadn't activated my AC in my car since last year, since the end of last summer. Uh, And so I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, hopefully my AC still works. It's been a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just like cruising with my windows down. It felt fine until it wasn't fine anymore. Until it was like, wait, my back is starting to like get hot, start to put like a little bit of sweat. And I was like, wait a second. I need to activate this AC unit because where did this heat come from? It's only May. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, So yeah, I (laughs) I get what you're talking about with that, like mid to high, and then like getting the adjustment in. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I have some fine tuning to do with my automobile. Got to take that (laughs) and get some things worked out just a little bit more. Because I was like, my AC is it's cool, but it's not like frosty. Yeah, and for the incoming summer. I need her to be frosty.
2: That part. I feel like I have, like, a high tolerance for heat, but I feel oh, like okay. it's because... It's not that I like it, but I'm like, <laughs> i like, it doesn't bother me as quickly as it may bother other people because I had a Jeep. I had a Jeep Wrangler X amount of years ago, at least five plus, I guess. Okay. And um, I, it didn't have any heat. It was the first car I went in. It was like, all right, I'm going to buy a car on my own. I'm going to talk to the salesman. Um And before that, my uncle Cedric, he's like a master of cars. Everybody knows that he was just like, he was just, he, when it came to cars, he knew what he was talking about. And so like the first car I had was a Volkswagen Passat. So he okay. was the one who brought me to go get my first car, talk to the salesman, you know, tell him, all right, you're charging too much, you're charging whatever. Um And so the car after that was my Jeep. And so... I was like, I wanted a Jeep. It's like my dream car. It was the first car I ever wanted, but, you know, I didn't have Jeep money at the time. (laughs) So finally I was like, I'm going in. I'm getting my Jeep. I see it on the side of the road. It's mine. And so I went in and I like, and I tried to play it cool. Like, you know, I don't need a car. Well, you know, if you if you if it's the right price, you know, I might buy it. I might not. You know what I'm yep. saying? I try to yep. go in with that attitude, like I don't need you. You need me more than I need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. really I had like almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand miles on my put. Okay, you <laughs> I like, uh, so yeah, ended up getting the Jeep. Everything was great. Everything was dandy. Even got them to take my Passat, which was crazy because it it was amazing. Like, I loved that car. It was my first car. lasted me so long. lasted me going across country and back. And um, it was funny because when they went to go, like, um, because they agreed to put money on it. It was like, all right, we'll pay for your Passat for this Jeep. And so they're like, yeah, it stopped working, like, as soon as we... (laughs) started working on it. They're like, I don't even know how it lasts this long. And I'm like, it had my back. That was my baby. Anyway, yep. fast forward. She held, um, out,
0: yep. held out as long as it could. It was exactly.
2: Like... She took care of me. And so I then, yeah, got my Jeep and then, you know, and I must have got it. I, I thought I got it like in the spring, but I must have got it in the fall because when summer came around, I was pushing these buttons that were blue and they were not turned. No, there was no AC. And I was like, oh man. So I had that car for, or that Jeep for for like at least a couple of years, I want to say, but I got used to like not having air conditioning. I even called the guy, I'm like, you didn't tell me they didn't, this didn't have any air conditioning, but it's because like the doors and everything come off. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I would be like sweating no matter where I was going, <laughs> but it, it didn't phase me after a while. Like I already knew I was going to be hot. So now currently, I can hang in there when it comes to be like when it comes to heat. Um, yeah. obviously there's a limit to that, but I feel like I have a good tolerance because of that <laughs> time I had my Jeep and I did not have heat and it was like dead of summer. Um, no matter oh where guys. I went, it was, it was going to be hot. Yep. <laughs> it didn't matter. Like even,
0: even if you got that breeze coming through, it was hot air that was exactly. hitting you. Exactly, Exactly. <laughs> oh I gosh. always laugh. My brother and sister, they have like yeah. these wild memories. There's a huge gap between us, nine and 11 years. So, you know, almost basically like a full generation between us. Mm -hmm. So when I was cruising around in my car, they were little kids. So a lot of their childhood memories are like teenage me driving them around. And my uh, my first car was like a little pickup truck. It was a Nissan pickup truck that my uncle got me. And it was from the 80s. It cost like two hundred and fifty dollars. And this is like back in the early 2000s, no AC, no nothing. So I was like hot in that and then it broke down. And then the next car that I got was another one that didn't have any AC. And so then I remember in the summertime driving my little brother and sister around and all I could do is like manually roll down my windows cause I didn't even have like automatic windows in this two door car. Uh, They didn't have windows in the back. They would get in the back and the seatbelt buckles would be all hot. It would like burn their hands or burn their thighs. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's hilarious. Like, you know, now we're all adults and they always talk about this. Like, man, we used to be in the back of Kellen's car just dying for breath, like getting burned by the seatbelt. Destiny's Child is blasted in the speakers. I love it. It seems like a terrible time to go through, but
2: a really, like. Funny memory. It's one of those moments. Oh, we're gonna be laughing at this, you know, years from now. But in the moment, it sucks. (laughs) So it always
0: cracks me up. And I remember when I got my the car that I have now. I got it back in 2012 when I was moving down to LA, and that was like my number one requirement. I was like, I need to make sure to have air conditioning in this car because I'm going down to Southern California, and I'm not trying to sweat in like. LA traffic all day. So yeah, that was the one thing. Yep. Yeah, that was a 2004 back in 2012. It was a good deal at the time under 100,000 mm-hmm. miles. My uncle helped me kind of like your uncle helped you. My uncle's mm-hmm. actually the the car salesman of the family, so everyone gets their car through my uncle.
1: Oh, no. Nice. No matter
0: what state he lives in, they're like, "Oh, you got to hit up Uncle," like and they'll uh. go to him in order to get a car. Anyways. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: yeah, he's the one who like kind of helped me out, got the hookup. Uh, But now I was driving around with somebody the other day, and then I was like, "Yeah, I was like, don't mind this thing." I was like, "It's a 2004," and they were like, "Oh, you're one year away from vintage. Like, 20 years is vintage." And I was
1: like, "Oh, dang, really?
0: (laughs) right?" That's I was like, "My bad." You're like, "I knew
1: that. I knew that. It it was an investment, you know." (laughs) know?
0: (laughs) So yeah, here I am cruising around like the last year before my car is like ultimate vintage. I'm like, "Dang." Get me together. So yeah. Anyways, now I'm now I'm dealing with uh, <laughs> having to spruce up the AC because yeah, I do not want to be sweaty-backed when I arrive to any and all events in the coming months.
2: Yeah. That's good, though. I mean, at least you held on to it until, you know... I mean, you're still holding on to it. I think it's important to make the most of whatever you buy. Cause there's, we yeah. live in such a world of materialism to where you have to buy this and you have to get this because it's the newest this. You can't have the And it's like, these aren't wealthy habits to have you know and especially with our own people and that's why I feel like with a lot of there's there's a lot of like information out there that says well this is this is John and he wears you know a basic five dollar t-shirt and twenty dollar sneakers but it's like well when you're a POC it's like we didn't have these things to where if we work up to them it becomes an achievement to where we're proud to wear a lot of these things but we do sink through that hole and it's very easy to sink to that down to that hole of constantly being materialistic. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like it become habit becomes a spending, and it's not that we're wrong for that because our experiences, you know, because of our experiences, these kind of have became achievements, and everyone deserves something nice. But yep. I think the real the key to doing that is really just taking care of what you have and making it last, and then you know put your money towards you know whatever you know is going to make more money in a sense. But um, but yeah, shout out to you for holding on because it's like it's very it's so easy to want to buy new things and do new things. And it's like I have those temptations as well, especially with my cars. Not that I'm into cars, but um. I rent my cars has out. to,
0: like, yeah, to have, like, a nice vehicle. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And so, I mean, whatever I, I just feel like my mindset has kind of changed because I used to kind of be that way. Like, okay, I want this, um, well, they say it's old, so I feel like I should get something new, even though I'm not necessarily mm. saying that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. And
2: so, I'm at a stage now to where I'm very, mid- like, I'm a little bit of a minimalist in a lot of different ways. Like, my money just goes towards my business. So, like, if it doesn't make money, I don't necessarily want to buy it. Like, I have, like, Clothes. Everybody knows, like, if you know me, clothes ain't really like a thing for me. Like, I'm in hooded, like I'm in joggers and a t-shirt most of the time. Like, I'm literally in that right now. So, like, I wear that like every single day. But like, you know, when it comes to spending, it's like I just I don't have that urge to buy a lot of different things. And in ways, I should. You know, I kind of have to put that on my board. Like, okay, Michaela, you need to start buying yourself some clothes because you can't be 30 years old out in these streets in and sweatshirts, sweatsh- and joggers and t-shirts every single day. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes time to dry- up. You, don't, you don't have very much, but yep. okay. Now I'm going way off track, but it's no, really no, just auntie, like,
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, please keep going. <laughs>
2: but it's like when it comes to bigger items or investment pieces like cars or furniture, I think it's very important to take care of them and make them last DIY it if you have to, or swap out this for that. But I think that's a very important thing. Tact or habit to have to kind of get on that track in terms of money and being financially responsible. And that's financial literacy right there. Like it's just being yeah. able to make things last, you know, so whoever's listening, I'll go ahead and invoice you because you just got some financial literacy, you know, <laughs> tips and tricks. But uh, <laughs> but just making it last is, um, I think, extremely, extremely important um so shout out for you to that i just i hear it differently when you're explaining it and i'm like dang that's really good that your car lasts this long because you're able to put that money or invest your money rather than having a payment every month putting that money into something like your business or you know even things that bring you joy like hanging out with family or whatever you know and those are the moments that are most important for sure you know so and i try to tell that to like kids and Other, you know, people who are kind of wanting to understand, you know, the purpose of money and how it works and how it revolves. And, you know, materialism, it's not it's not a thing. It's important to really put your money towards experiences and things that bring you joy, because that's why we're here in life is to be happy. You know, yes, you have obligations and that just comes with age and being responsible. But aside from that, putting your things into material things is really just kind of a waste of money unless, you know, it's an investment to where it's like, okay. I can make money off of this in 20, 30 years or something like that. And I'm going to take care of it. But, um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: no, It's, it's definitely all of that. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that, that discussion just in general. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> Sometimes I get shamed out at my little beater. I'm like, dang it. No,
1: uh, don't. But, then,
0: but then I remember I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. Like it, it's cool. Like, you know, it, at least you have a mode of transportation, you know, number one. that's Exactly. You know, again, like a first world problem, really, when you break it down. Yeah. And then beyond that, then it's like a vanity metric rather than like the the actual functionality of something. Like, oh, I have something that safely delivers me from one point to the other. And I get to listen to some good tunes in the middle, you know, or exactly. like a good podcast. Like the basics are met. Now mm-hmm. I'm here with the people. Now I'm here at the event, whatever it is yeah and then that's yeah like you're saying that's the real value in life over like how i feel about what my car looks like <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and a lot of the things especially when it comes to spending habits is that i feel like people it's like all right are you buying this thing or putting your money towards this thing for yourself or for other people and like really sit in that question because it wasn't mm-hmm. until i was watching <laughs> yes. that show see um with jason momoa on apple tv
1: Okay, yes, okay. When
2: I watched that very first season, it really just kinda shifts my perspective and I'm like, dang, like, think about the things we buy, the things we do, like why are we really buying them? You know, and I guess just thinking about blind people in general, you know, it's like if you have a car, the whole goal for a car is to get from point A to point B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All you That's all you need. Everything else is just extra material. is just digging holes in your pockets of like, okay, well, what does it look like? What color it is? You know, what do the rims look like? What does it matter? Like, you're getting... Your, the whole purpose of the car is to get from point A to point B. So it's like, why do you have to continuously dig yourself into debt, into getting more cars? Now, if it's like a collector thing, I get it. That brings you joy. Whatever. But... You know, a lot of these people, a lot of people who, you know, spend so much on these items, they have lease payments. Now, let's break that down even further. If you're in a lease, you're paying most likely two times of what that is. If you're in a lease for 30000 you depending on what your credit is, you most likely might be paying 60,000 for that car sometimes even more so it's like is it worth making these payments and spending all of these money all of this money into something that just makes you look a certain way when most people that when they look at you it's just they look at you and they look the other way and they forget about you after five minutes you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying even the people that know you clo- like are close to you yeah. it's just like they don't necessarily care you might you might feel or look like you're this big person on campus but realistically you know you're the one that's suffering because you're working all these hours just to pay these bills and that's the cycle <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but yeah and I'm the same way and like I heard I forgot who it was but anyway oh it was Ocho Cinco Chad Ocho Cinco okay. I think and I seen something on Instagram and he was just like um all my chains are fake, or something like that. And like everyone was kind of get—I think people were giving him a hard time about it. But I'm like, I'm kind of the same way because I'm just like, I'm not gonna spend five thousand dollars on a Louis when someone can just run up on me and take it. Like all that hard work <laughs> I had to make to get to do to get that Louis. Like if, that's just my thing. Like if someone can just run up on me and steal something or break into something and take it, like. I don't feel like I got trust issues, I guess, because it's just like I'd rather not put my money towards something like that. Now it's nice to get something, you know, every once in a while, but I'm not at that lifestyle yet to where it's like, oh, someone brought me. Come on, let's go to the store. Let's go get another one. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not at that point yet. And even if I was at that point, I'm like, nah, I would rather put that money towards my community or some sort of program. You know what I'm saying? So just me as an individual, when it comes to my spending, it's my mind has completely shifted these last few years of just what i spend my money on and why but it does you know it's 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 a bigger picture like looking out you know and i think that's what we need to teach in you know especially the younger generation but our communities like This is financial literacy, like how we build up ourselves, our families and our community is by doing these habits. Financial literacy just comes down to a certain amount of habits that you have to have in order to inquire the overall lifestyle and feeling that you want for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So. Anyway, I don't even yeah. know how, I, like, uh, why I got it. I, you know, I wasn't even thinking it about this stuff until I said
0: <laughs> Touched but, on um, it all is, like, fast yeah. fashion into, like, lease payments into. I know, my bad, y'all. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no, nah, it's great. It's so good. I love Ice Spice. Down. One of the things that, like, always bothers me in one of the songs, like, Your Girl Isn't Lame, uh, She Makes in a Year What I Spend on My Chain. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like spending a year's salary on a piece of jewelry, like ah, the change that you can make in somebody's life with that amount of money. You know, I'm like, I know it's just a song and it's just this and that. And like, I, I don't mean that as like a critique. Yeah. Every time I hear that line, I'm always like, okay, cool. It's a flex that, yes, one person can spend That much money that it would take a person to build up an entire year's worth of that number, whatever it is, they can take that money and spend it on a simple thing like a quote unquote chain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the exact same time, I'm like, all the money, or. Excuse me, like all the change you can make with that money, you know, like contributing it to whatever it is. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, if you took 5% of it and saved it for yourself and then the other 95% was able to distribute it to people in need or people in your family or whatever community project, it's like, dang... I get I get that it, it it's a flex, yet
2: mm, But is it really it? doing exactly like is it really
0: doing what you think it is? You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And
2: so that's the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Wealthy is rich means your money is just temporary and wealthy means your money you know, you're still making money whether you're on this planet or not and it's gonna mm-hmm. last beyond your life. But one line that I uh, always makes me laugh. I want to say it's GloRilla and Cardi B when okay. she's like, "Fuck a credit sc- score. I could be rich tomorrow." That one drives me nuts. I'm like, "Bruh, <laughs> you need a credit score. No matter how wef- wealthy you are, no matter how rich, how much money you have, you need a credit score." Do I like it? No. None of us really likes that. But it's like you have to have a credit score like that. I'm like, that is the worst line to put out there
1: because
2: it's <laughs> like. You need
0: it. <laughs> that's that street mentality. It's all cash flow. That's and that's
2: the bad thing about <laughs> it.
1: And it's just like, we
2: need to start re... You know, I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. But we yeah. definitely need to start, you know, what's the word? We need to switch up our verbiage in some of these songs. And it's like, I get it. It's not supposed to be empowering music necessarily. It's just supposed to be a catchy line. But a lot of people, I mean, I don't even want to say that they fail to realize. It's like, that's what... You know, this that's what they're listening to, like literally listening to and revolving (laughs) their lives around, you know, and it's crazy to me because it's like even when you see people working at these customer service based jobs, I might see somebody with like, you know, a Gucci belt on or some Gucci slides or, you know, some sort of high white brand owned designer on and it's like bro you're working at you know the grocery store so it's like I mean I get it like you're probably proud of it but Mm -hmm. it's not a flex necessarily like because you're working at the grocery store you know it's no shade because you're trying to get your money but at the same time let's put your money towards something else like let's hold on to it so then that way you can start your own slides company or you can invest into Doing something else, it's not always about entrepreneurism, but it's more so, okay, how am I investing? Let me let me take this, whatever I paid, I paid $500 for this, let me take that and put that into a Fidelity account, or let me put that into an investment so my money's just sitting there and making more money just by sitting there. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what we need to like really share... With people and get them to know like, hey, there's options out there you can you can use the same amount of money and be te- be richer a year from now, or whatever, yeah. like where are those slides going to be? are they going to be they're probably going to be roughed up, dirty, you know, <laughs> or someone might steal them, and then what? It's like, you know, so that's what needs to change. Uh-huh. money
0: money 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 well i mean also sustainability too you know which i guess roots down to money because you know capitalism production Mm -hmm. the uh uh, what's that called where it's like the life of something how it's like a reduced life so that you have to buy something new within a certain amount of time i can't remember what that's called oh
1: no i haven't Uh, heard about that
0: but basically like uh you know like with our iphones or our headphones or whatever it is like Yes, they could be made to last a long time. And the specific example that I read was about light bulbs, how originally light bulbs were really, really uh, long lasting Mm -hmm. to where it could be like up to like 50 to 100 years. Yet Mm -hmm. then the light bulb companies were like, well, what good is that going to do if everybody has their light bulbs for 50 to 100 years because it lasts that long? Mm -hmm. So they made it so that everybody made their quality of light bulbs a little bit less so that it would run out. Like, whatever the life expectancy of the product is, that it would mm-hmm. run out so that people have to go out and re-up on the thing. Yeah. And there's, there's a specific term for it. It's, it's, like, evading me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, a term for that about, like, just production and our products themselves. Like, that, yes, they can last a certain amount of time or, like, a, a long amount of time. Yeah, oftentimes there's this industry standard that pulls it back. So that their life is a little bit less, in order for those revamps of of consumerism to come through and like to push money back into the companies. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's what you know. That's what we find with so many other things. And then it's just like it's this extraction. Because where is all the stuff coming from? These materials. Yeah, it's plastic. It's metal. It's lithium. It's whatever. Yeah, these are also again resources that are being ext- extracted. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the the pollution on the other side and uh, then who's the money going to and then what's that money getting used for and then how it's lobbied and, you know, all these other things where it's just mm-hmm. like, dang, girl. So yeah. as like simple as it does sound, it also is a part of this like big food chain mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> that can get pretty ugly. So, I yeah.
2: Like
0: yeah. Anyways. So, you know, these are these are good things to think about for sure.
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) it's like it's good for business, but it's terrible for like the consumer. (laughs) You know, that's terrible. Like that's what we want. Like as business owners, we want you to feed into our stuff. Like Apple's genius at it. It's like okay, within so long, we're gonna release something new, and we're gonna make these other items tweak a little bit. For I don't Mm, know how they do that, but it's like right before a drop, something goes wrong with your (laughs) iPhone. You know, something's not working fast enough or glitchy. And so, yeah, and so that's the hard part, but, um, but yeah, and I also also think of, like, Tupac when he was just, like, talking about, like, the government and all the money that circulates and it's just, like, why are you putting so much money into this thing when there's people starving, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I don't even know necessarily know if it was, a, it might not have been the government, it could have just been people with massive amount of money where it's just, like, you know, what are you flexing for, basically, when there's people out here starving, um, So you you know paraphrasing, but I forget which um, video that is. But it's true. It's like your money really should be going towards you know helping. How are you? Because I mean, that's realistically that's the legacy, more sort of speak that you kind of leave is is, well, how much people, how many people did you help or influence? You know, no one can determine your legacy or what you're known for. Your actions do that. You know, Um, but then also that comes into loving yourself. That's a whole other conversation as well. But um, just. You know, fixing our habits. But, anyways, yeah. enough about money. But if yeah. you do want to know, or- or let's say you're an entrepreneur out there. I'm going to give myself a little plug. Come on. on um, go for it. <laughs> Tuesday, May 30th, the Northwest Native Chamber, also recently known as the Oregon Native American Chamber, they are hosting a free webinar on pricing. And your girl is the instructor. Um Ew. I will not even say instructor. I would say it's more of a speech open room. It's again. It's free. I can't stress that enough. Um, it's only going to be an hour, if not less. You could I'm being going to be completely communicated with everybody. So, if you are interested in how to price your project, strategy, product, or service, um, pull up. You know what I'm saying? If you're really trying to establish your, your you know, the, the the wealth that we're talking about, um, and you're unsure, or you're a new business owner, or maybe you're an established business owner, or maybe you're not even a business owner yet, but you're thinking about it, but you have some sort of product or service. We will be talking about pricing. So, again, that's going to be Tuesday, May 30th, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, Hit me up for the link, and I will send that to you. It's free game, y'all. Free game. I'm telling you. I mean, most of the time you got to pay for this type of stuff. Shoot, because I will send an invoice. (laughs) So, if they're offering it for free, come and get this game, because I always drop some sort of game that you can immediately start using. Okay, that's all. That's end for this sponsored message by nobody. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and move forward and let's talk well, about then I was your week say, oh, <clears> real throat> quick. Throat> though,
0: but like, so yeah, you said hit you up or yeah, what are the options? for people to get the information again.
2: They are actually, they're still fine. We're literally, they're finalizing all of the, the link, the flyer I just got sent to me yesterday. So I think I they plan on releasing that. If not this week, easily Monday on Monday. But like, uh, since I don't have all, it should be, re- well, when's this episode coming out? i guess this week it might not be ready yeah. for this week but that's why i say just hit me and i will yeah. make note of your name and as soon Boom. as i find out what the link is the registration link i will forward that to you i'm also going to be putting out on the socials so follow your girl there at thompson um and they're they're having me speak on beadwork so i'm gonna go ahead and put it on my beadwork page as well but i'm going to be going over everything so just hit me
0: yes Ah, so excited and such a, obviously just like needed topic <laughs> always to get like dived into.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Especially like native businesses, specifically like native businesses. It's mm-hmm. so hard. That's the number one issue that we all run into. Cause I went through the same thing is like understanding yeah. pricing and what we should charge. So we'll be going over exactly what you should be charging and what you could be charging. So it's like, you need to make sure that you're taken care of, especially if this is something that you do you need to make sure everything's covered and then then we can start talking about profit extension from that then we can start talking about business credit okay credit's an issue no problem okay look, this is how you can fix your credit now i don't know if i'm gonna talk on everything like that but that is something i have no problem addressing if someone wanted to speak to me about that because this is stuff we need to know our whole conversation that we just had for this first half of the show this is what it takes, you know, is getting to get these questions answered. Okay, well, how do I fix my credit? There's options. There's so many bills you're paying right now that could be increasing your credit score that you're paying already. You know what I'm saying? You're going to work to pay these bills, but you didn't know that you can boost your credit off of paying these bills you've been paying for the last X amount. of. Years. So there's so much to, and so many options to helping your credit um, and getting you into a good position. So that way you are, once you have a good, and that's the thing, that's that's the why saying you know your credit score doesn't matter bugs me because it does especially (laughs) if you do have your own business you can have six figures accessible to you if your credit's right you can have you and your employees can have credit cards you and if you have credit cards that you know how to you know be responsible with then that gets you you pay for your home or it could pay for it you know pays for that freedom so again i'm gonna stop talking about money but there is so much (laughs) to to know about it and if y'all want help Um, I'm not no expert necessarily. I am not anyone's financial advisor, but I can at least tell you the things that I do so that way you can do them as well.
0: Yeah, it's always nice to have roadmaps, even if it's like, you know, bare bones agenda, just being like, oh, these are future plot points. Okay, now that I know about them, then, then you can start working on learning more about how to do it for yourself in order to get those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like when you don't really necessarily know, when you don't know what you don't know,
2: exactly. you don't know what to know,
0: you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or and whatever it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people just don't know where to start, you know, yeah. but it's like, hey, talk to people who have already gotten started. It's, and it's it, that's the thing is it's like everybody kind of, that self-sabotage kicks in when it comes to getting started. Because when you don't know how to, or how to get started, you don't know what questions to ask, but you know what you need help with. That's literally the first step is asking questions before just ask a question hey i don't know i just know i want to improve my my credit what can i do and then there's these depending on who you're speaking to they have all the resources so they'll dig even deeper and then you usually walk out with more than you even intended on walking out with yeah so it's just about asking those questions and it's about having right people the right people in your corner as well you are who you are around most and um i think depending on, you know, depending on what you see, what you hear, what you're around often, that definitely influences your choices. If you have highly motivated friends or family, then you're going to be highly motivated at some point. So it's really important just to kind of pay attention when you're ready to really make that shift and really kind of go into these things for the long term. Um, it kind of becomes the most rewarding. So, um, I just kind of encourage anyone to ask questions and really to pay attention to what they have going on and start making those changes that they know they need to make make changes in to rip the Band-Aid off and just start Mm -hmm. doing it and you'll feel a lot better internally um, and then also worldly in the sense of it shows up financially, it shows up in and everything. So, yeah. just start making those steps and asking those questions no matter not even aside from, you know, finances, it's just in life. Just start asking questions and start moving. Like if you if this is who you want to be, you have to literally embody yourself as I am already this person. So, what would this person do in this moment? They wouldn't even be thinking about this stuff. If I was already exactly who I wanted to be, I'd already be asking these questions. I'd already if this is if this is the label I'm putting on myself, if I say for if we go really you know general terms okay i want to be successful i'm already successful okay so what would a successful person do they would call this person or they would do this or they'd ask this question and put themselves in this room because they're that's where successful people are you know okay. so it's just immediately embodying who you want to be and not self-sabotaging yourself and allowing negative energy or flaws to try to try to keep creeping because fear isn't real you know, fear is something we make up in our heads, so you can't really allow fear to, to, to interfere when you're trying to become the person you are already are. You know, you have all the resources, yes. and resources and tools that this person already has, and that comes down to your mindset, you know, and using, you know, what you have around you and at your fingertips and at your disposal to become exactly who you are and embody exactly who you are. Well, that's my inspirational word. Just kidding. Get me together. No, 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 no. I don't know what what's in the water today, but I guess I felt like talking. (laughs) Oh,
1: that was great. Oh my god.
2: Anyway, how was your week? did you get into what's coming up? What's going on? Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. No, my my week was great. It was a challenge and a lot of celebration, all at the exact same time. So this past week, I was over in the Seattle area. I got to perform my one-person play, According to Coyote, originally written by John Kaufman and recently uh, resurged. Is resurged, I guess, the right way to say that? We get it. Yeah, you know, brought brought back to life uh, through the uh, direction of. Yeah, yes. Come on, (laughs) revive. There we go. Uh, Through the direction of one of John Kaufman's nieces, Josephine Keefe. And uh, it was um, an amazing weekend. I performed the show at Seattle Rep theater. Seattle Rep is right there near Seattle Center. so I had like this beautiful view of the space Needle all weekend to like keep my heart just like nice and full. and it was great to see the amount of people who came through a lot of them also or a lot of faces were, recognizable faces of, of friends and family that I know throughout my entire life. Again, I was born over in Seattle and spent you know, the first part of my life over there and then as an adult made my way back as well. And so yeah, it, it was just like a really fun experience to be in this beautiful theater. I had all these extra elements that came to life in the show because it was such a a, a step up in the venue. So we had a nice crew that really worked on the full lighting and soundscape of the show. So it added just like all this brilliance. Plus, for people who haven't seen the show, I do everything with my voice alone. I -hmm. don't have a mic. I'm literally projecting. Uh, to the back row and some of the venues that I've played I've I've done like convention centers I've done like even like this open warehouse I've done like school gyms I've done these crazy places where like I don't know what the acoustics are so Mm -hmm. irregardless Nate regardless of whatever (laughs) it is I have to I have to get my voice to the back to someone in the back through all points Uh, and so then to be in a venue that was made specifically for live theater and for resounding acoustics it was really fun to even be able to play with how i delivered things because i didn't have to push to get it back there over an industrial fan to the katza in the very very back you know like oh (laughs) this environment was made for theater so let's give them theater you know uh it was really fun Uh, a lot of fun discoveries came out of it and one of those discoveries, even being like self- assuredness or like confidence, I did have a lot of fear going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what the turnout would be. I wasn't sure how my performance would be, especially in the eyes of a different crowd. i'm I'm used to playing a lot of native based crowds. Uh, because it's been going to a lot of different tribal communities here in the inland Northwest. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so I had fear about a lot of this stuff and I had to keep reminding myself that like, nobody knows this show better than you, Kellen. Mm -hmm. And that I have, I have the full capacity to, to do this performance uh, in, in a beautiful way. So like to keep myself grounded in that fact Rather than allowing my mind to wander off into these unknowns and these uncertainties and these fears,
1: yeah, uh, because
0: those things aren't going to help me to perform in the way that I want. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a discovery process in that in itself, just like really working through those mental moments. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why I love that you even just brought that up like 10 seconds ago because I was like no literally that's what I was going (laughs) through here in the past weekend so yeah it it was really great I had such an amazing time getting Mm -hmm. to to share with so many new people
2: yeah and if y'all have not seen According to Coyote at least once in your life I feel bad for you I felt so grateful to be in that room I've only seen it once and I would easily see it another handful of times because of Kellen alone like voice game strong because if I was like (laughs) if I had to do that and I had to consider okay I have to make sure my voice reaches the back your girl would be squeaking like it would be terrible my voice would be cracking I'd be like I can't do this after the first show I would have shades on towel over my head you know towel around my neck hot cup of water with lemon honey and then some, (laughs) like, I just I couldn't do it. So the way Kellen pushes through these shows, you see it in the performance, and you wouldn't even think there was any type of, you know, hesitation. So, you're, everything your process is processing, so just keep pushing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I was, well, I think I've, I've talked about this kind of before, too, when I was doing the rehearsal process of the show and really learning the show, because from the onset, I don't necessarily consider myself a quote unquote actor, you know, like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I am an actor. People are like, I am a this, I am a that, I'm the other. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I do these things,
1: exactly. you know, like I, yeah. I,
0: I don't necessarily consider myself the thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, I do that. You know, I, I can I can do that. I can do that. I can do the other. Mm-hmm. Uh and then being thrust into these circles where people are like that that is their thing you know I I am this and it's like oh well I do Mm -hmm. that Uh, I I don't know that I would necessarily consider myself the this though you know just off of like our self judgments and this and that whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't know It's, it's just something to process through and then I was spending a lot of time on YouTube even just like looking for encouraging words on how to like best process or how to, how to go through that process of like mm-hmm. doubt or whatever. And, uh, some of the acting coaches, uh, had different tidbits that were even talking about just like those insecurities or working through nervousness. And one that I really like held on to is just the fact that like, it's okay to be nervous and like to mm-hmm. embrace the nervousness because it's a reminder Ooh. of your humanity And as you're sharing these stories in a live performance, it's the humanity that people latch onto, Mm -hmm. you know, not like this perfect performance. It's, it's the human elements. Yeah. Uh, And so then it's like, it's a great reminder for you as you're entering stage that you are human and, and to sit into those natural states of the, the indescribable, the uncertain, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to like build confidence off of that. Like, yeah, I'm really nervous Yeah, I'm confident because yeah, it's a reminder that like I am human and it's going to be the human part that really resounds with people. So yeah, that, that helps me every time I, I, I do get actually, I, I don't know. Like I, I get nervous pre, pre the show. Yeah. When I'm on the side, I'm like, meh, we're just glad that we're going to have some fun. You know. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like there's it. no taking it back now. Everyone's in their seats. So, you know, there's no point being nervous now, girl. Go out, do the thing. Exactly. Yep. You know, an hour before then, I'm like, "Oh, okay,
2: kind of shaky." <laughs> but
1: that's a good
2: thing. I think if you're not nervous, that's the bigger issue. Yeah. You know. So, you have to have a little a little bit of nerves, a little dose, a little taste of nerves right before yeah. you go.
0: To not think that you fully have it in the bag. Like, "Oh, whatever, I go out and give is going to be exactly it exactly uh, at least with this show especially too it's, it's a one person show and it's it's a little it's a little bit different too because it's incorporating native storytelling
1: mm. it's
0: you know kind of part children's theater yet also not it, it touches on serious subjects yeah it's so you know it's just kind of like this interplay so then always knowing for me that like I can't just go out and do this thing like rote memory like I go out there and I sense an audience and I work to see how I can bring them in, how I can connect
1: mm-hmm.
0: because the energy is a major part of the show. I don't have anyone else to rely on to bring these major energy spikes on stage. So like for me in the way that I deliver this show, it's like how can I play with that energy with the audience? Yeah, uh, so that everyone still stays in and connected. So,
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: that that was me last weekend was was getting to perform that and and to process through some of those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was good. I had a really good time. I'm really thankful. <coughs> and shout out to Spokane Ensemble Theater, Red Eagle Soaring, uh, One Heart Native Film Festival, as well as the crew at Seattle Rep. All of these amazing organizations uh, and teams of people who came together to really helped execute a a wonderful production it was an honor to be over there so thank you to all of those people as well
2: Mm -hmm. shout out to them for making it happen the bts of theater darling
0: one other thing that was really dope was being in the back of this theater they actually had three productions going on at the exact same time Mm -hmm. So there's mine. There is, uh, I believe it's called, like, Lydia and the Troll. Yep. And then another one was an August Wilson play, uh, How I Learned What I Learned. And that was another one-person play. And so it was cool because in the back, through the intercom system, you could hear what was going on on the other stages. And so I was having a fun time, like, being tuned into the other stages while I was Mm -hmm. in my dressing room and, like, hearing what was going on. Yeah. Uh, And then on the opening night of my show, I was, like, getting way too into the Lydia and the Troll uh, show I was sitting there listening to it and I was like, "Oh, this is getting good. This is getting juicy." And then I was like, "Wait, Kellen you have ten minutes till you're on stage. Like, turn it down. Get ready. Like, you have to get yourself in your own mind state." Like, I was sitting there, like, getting into the drama of the show, yeah, uh, which cracked me up. And then the other one, the August Wilson play, I really wanted to watch because I I got to hear like first thirty minutes of it before my show and maybe like the last fifteen to twenty minutes after my show. It was another one person play and yeah, just this, you know for for people who may not know August Wilson uh, is a black American playwright and one of his goals was to write a play for every decade in the 1900s and so it's, it's delivering art from the black perspective throughout every decade in the 1900s uh, and so, yeah, it was really just amazing to listen to this show, how I learned what I learned, and for it to be another one-person play, and I'm just like, okay, like, maybe this is something for my future, or, I don't know, just like...
2: Speak that into existence. You
0: know? Or even just to, like, be around these other other actors and, and, and to really dive into... You know, our, our black playwrights and, and playwrights of color all around. You know, mine being a an, an playwright. So yeah, hopefully more opportunity to to do that. Yeah, it just it felt like a good, like, you not know, only felt like a good like premonition, but like a good just, you know showing of things to come, basically.
2: Sorry, I'm gonna give it quick pause because the garbage (laughs) man is being super loud. (laughs) Can Can you hear it? I
0: I heard a little squeak. (laughs) You know,
2: I guess you know, it's It's just the machinery.
0: It's just
2: sitting in front of my (laughs) window. Like, please go on, sir. You're just throwing garbage in the back of your truck. Why is it taking so long? (sighs) Ah, it's creepy. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Kelly? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I
0: guess on the other side of that, though, too, was this really big awakening on like the other part that you're talking about of like how to process through uh stepping out for me so i like i said i was being thrust into these different circles so then i was being uh i I was finding myself in in social circles and then coming out of like pandemic life and this and that where yeah i'm just used to wearing my my joggers my sweats and my t-shirt and then being like, oh, like, I I have to look halfway presentable for people. And beyond that, not even have to, like, wanting to look halfway presentable. Like, I enjoy getting cute. I enjoy putting on a fun outfit. I enjoy, like, the feeling of, like, putting together a look and going out and feeling great about it, you know? Yeah. And it was, like... It was a challenge for me to be like, oh, okay. how do I do this thing again? I feel so out of practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, that's been like another thing in my head being like, okay, I this is something that is showing itself to me like I I want to be able to participate in this way. I want to be able to express myself in these fun ways again. How Mm -hmm. do I get back into that? Because like so much of what I have, uh, both mentally and physically around me, is just like these are the basics. Like, you're good. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I want a little bit more than the basics. And especially for these, these big networking moments or, Mm. you know, like I went to the opening of a play. And so I got to meet a lot of cast and crew and, and casting directors and, and, and just the, the creative team behind productions in Seattle and luckily, I did have a, a clutch outfit that I was able to put together. Yeah, I was, like, kind of pressed for a minute. I said, like, oh, girl, what am I going to wear? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I I, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to mm-hmm. make these good impressions. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it was a, an awakening moment for me. So, like, as we're going into the summer and, like, some of these things, like, uh, I think of Indian Art Market even coming up mm-hmm. in August. Like, okay, I want to go down here and, like, I want to hit these events. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I understand that these events can be kind of like, you know, people get dressed up and they, they have their look together. And and I'm like, I want to get cute too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, wait, I got to put something in action then. So that like, when I go to these places, I can also feel confident in what I'm presenting. So yeah, it was a, it was a reminder for me in that too, to be like, Oh, you're reawakening to the world in this way. And Mm -hmm. you like to have fun too. So, you know, start to put the steps in so that like you're prepared and ready for these moments.
2: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: a little bit in the same boat, too. So, like, before I moved, I and I said this on a previous episode, like, I just wanted it to start completely over. Like, I really want to step mm-hmm. fully into this chapter. I'm really excited about it. It's not right, that there the was one anything. Hoodie. Yeah, okay, we're not going to <laughs> oh, about Oh, no, that I was, was so a sad, sad thing. Yeah, so I forget. Sad. My bad, my I bad. I accidentally donated my whole, like, all of my hoodies except for, like, two. It's so depressing. I Did forgot that it wasn't, yeah, like, meant to happen <laughs> that way. Or I
0: guess it, it was meant to happen <laughs> it through was, the universe. Yeah, it like just it wasn't, wasn't your
2: decision. It, just, it yeah. was messed up. <laughs> exactly. The universe did me dirty. Uh, my bad, my bad to be on a that good one. And, you know, I ended up do- donating too much. But anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, so like I can do it during that. I like got rid of almost everything, like, including clothes, include- all the way down to like my silverware. Like, I'm like, I oh, want to wow, start yeah. completely over. Like, I want to really step into exactly who I am. Because I was listening to something and it's like sometimes you have to really. Um, Not that this necessarily inspired it, because I did want to step completely into a new chapter, but I remember hearing something. I was watching one of my YouTube videos. I think it was Erin on Demand. And she was just like, you know, you have to also understand and realize that, you know, you have to you can't keep operating the way you have been in the past. You deserve better things, you know, and this just comes kind of what we were talking about. Like if this is who you are, you, this is who you want to be. You have to start moving that way. And I think it does come, it, it does apply in certain aspects in terms of, You know what you feel like you deserve, even if that is materialistic necessarily. And I know it's completely contradicting what I'm saying, what I may (laughs) have said. Um, But in a different, in the right ways, and And I'll I'll kind of break that down in moderation. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. I'll break that down to where it's just like, okay, well, when you really want to step into who you're becoming, it's okay to start living that way as well. And that comes past materialism. That might be okay. Well, if I go to a hotel. These are the hotels I want to be in. Okay, when I fly, I want to fly first class. And you might think, well, why pay so much money when I'm going, you know, when you just said the destination is the only thing that matters. No, you have to think about it in terms of, well, who's sitting in first class? You know, I could be networking with everybody who's already doing the things that I want to be a part of. You know, it becomes a mindset shift. And it comes down to my clothes and everything else. Like when I said I want to step into this new chapter... I got rid of most of my clothes because I'm like, I really want to embody a full and confident self to where all these clothes Mm. I've had, I've just held on to because they're clothes. Like I need clothes. I need to dress up, but I've had them for years To where it doesn't make me feel alive. So I'm going to go ahead and throw all of these things away and I'm going to start completely over and just try You know, if you want a different style, try a different style. You know, it comes with the mindset and that motivates you. Okay. Well, I got this really cute blazer. I got this suit or custom suit, or I got this really nice dress. Let me go into rooms that are going to help me out, whether it is mentally in terms of making myself feel better, whether it is financially to where it's going to make my business better. And so that's what I meant by like going into this next chapter and really just putting money towards what you feel like you deserve, um, but in the right ways, not like just blowing money like, I deserve it, you know, it's not one of those things. (laughs) It's more so, okay, well, I wanted to go into this next chapter really embodying who I know I am, and this is the way that I move, you know, even if it might take me a minute to get there or get what I want to get, I want to, you know i want to get what i deserve and i want to be in these rooms that make me feel that make me confident etc so i'm in a place right now to where i'm trying to i'm doing the same thing i'm like summer's right around the corner i'm trying to get my wardrobe wardrobe right you know and so i'm I'm, I'm literally kind of going with going through the same thing because it wasn't until like i went out with a group of friends. And I was like, okay, I'm so excited to go out tonight. We're gonna go in this little cute little cocktail, cocktail bar, whatever, um, or maybe it was just dinner. And I was just like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna worry about it. I got clothes, whatever. Go to my closet. And I'm like, shoot, I forgot I got rid of everything. <laughs> so I'm like trying to put some scraps together to make me look cute. And I was like, no, like this is, you know, that was a whole point of you doing that was so that way you can get past your comfort zone of just putting on what's familiar and really dressing up and making yourself feel Feel good Because I think it's very easy for people to fr- forget that feeling mm-hmm. when they're so used to doing what their everyday schedule, especially probably moms, you know, or if you are career driven like me to where all I do is focus on work. You know, I think it's, it, it, it is very important to kind of shift your energy in terms of, you know, doing the things That you know will eventually make you confident. It's okay to go buy that blouse you had your eye on. You know, even if you had to work for it, fine, but it all adds to your confidence and who you are and who you wanna be. So I'm in that mode now. It's like, okay. You got to get out there because you want to make sure that you have pockets of happiness and moments of happiness of just free flowing and doing the things that you love. It's that balance, you know, I wouldn't say pocket necessarily, but that balance of work and life. And so, mm. so, yeah, I, I plan on doing a little shopping myself within the next few yes. few weeks to, you know, look cute for the summer. Get on <laughs> <Exactly>. Kelly's level. <laughs> yep.
0: And for me, I'm excited to hit thrift stores. I'm like, I enjoy one-of-a-kind pieces. Same, I enjoy same. the things, yeah, that, like, other people can't get. I want to go so Yeah. Luckily, I have a good collection of pieces that I even got from, like, giveaways. Mm-hmm. I have, like, all of these tops that came from my elder a few years ago. Uh, sometimes I'll also get some things from, like, my grandma or my grandpa. I'll be, like, in their mm-hmm. closet or, like, at their house, and I find something I'm, like... This has been sitting here for however many years. Can I have it? And they're like, Yeah, I take yeah. it. You know, uh, so I always enjoy that. And in the times that I did like dress up and or kind of have a little bit more of a pizzazz to me this weekend, it was in those pieces. Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, like every time, without fail, I'd rather somebody be like, Oh, that's so nice. Where did you get that? Oh, that's so whatever. And I'm like oh, this was handed down to me from whoever. I got Mm. this from whatever. And they're like, dang it. You know, like, of course we would have the thing that I can't just go out and get myself. And so I enjoy that aspect of it too, being like getting those like one of a kind fun pieces, uh, which are often found in these like wild assortments. You you know, it takes a while to get out there yet. uh, Then it also feels good about the sustainability portion of it all too, being Mm -hmm. able to be like, all right, rather than going out and just getting things from certain boutiques or like large chains, that are producing a lot of clothes each season, this and that to be able to go to where it's like, it's a recycled area uh, and to be able to like repurpose and or reuse things in life. And then again, you get, you get the bargain on the other side with like Mm -hmm. the money. So it's like, yeah, uh, that's been my kind of thing lately. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go shopping again. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to go hit some, some vintage stores and some secondhand stores uh, to get like those really cute pieces.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and I then, didn't want to yeah. go thrifting for a while now for that yeah. same reason.
0: <laughs> yep. So okay, well it sounds like y'all are gonna catch some some nice uh, moments of us here in the summer where we're like, you know, what, I actually look kind of cute. Maybe you can get a picture on the gram. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't post nothing because I feel don't. All right, I never feel cute in general.
2: Same, uh, <laughs> same. I'm with you. I need to I need to do that mental shift. I went into this um, thrift store. When I was in North Carolina, we went to Asheville and me and my cousin were like, "Oh, there's this thrift store." I was like, "I've been wanting to go thrifting. We should go." She's like, "So, so she pulled up the um the what the 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 location the address and so we went in but it was like a vintage shop now uh, let me okay. tell y'all it's two different, different experiences
1: yep. Yep. <laughs> so there's different. thrifting
2: and then there's vintage <laughs> shopping like so we go in there and everything was vintage so you know i'm expecting cool i'm about to pay like five dollars for a really dope old jacket or something and it's like nah you're gonna be paying like five hundred dollars yep. and so everything legit is just like embroidered and i'm like dang so I'm like, all right, rocky start, but we're going <laughs> to find some another store. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think it's really dope. My aunt, she hates it. She's like, I don't she's like, no, I don't want to wear something somebody else wore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thrifting's on my list. I've been wanting to go thrifting for a while. So hopefully, you know, maybe we can post some of our finds if we find something cute. And um, yep. well, maybe we'll drop a location or two. I don't know. Yep. That's hopefully encouraging us you know, to actually go do the things. But um but yeah, that that, that's definitely on my list for the summer.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And not that I need any more projects by any means, yet it's always <laughs> nice, too, to be like, oh, there's this is a little top. I could probably add a little something to it, mm-hmm. and then it'll, it'll really pop or whatever. Yeah. Uh, again, not that I need any more projects, yeah. uh, yet also the opportunity to be like, oh, well, actually, you know, with this $5 vest, if I just do a little this and that, then, ooh, watch out, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, for people who may not know, yeah, you can definitely find vintage at thrift stores. You know, it's mm-hmm. always hit or miss. You, you never know exactly what you're getting there. Yet yeah, you can't necessarily always find thrift at vintage stores. Yeah.
1: Because,
0: uh, yeah, that's where they, they mark up the prices on a lot of things. Because, yeah, it has that, like, quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh that That's old or whatever. So. Yeah. Anyways. My cousin. My,
2: <laughs> one of my cousins is really good at thrifting. Now, I mean, he he's the type to be like, you know, he I'm trying to describe him in the best okay. way possible. He's yeah. kinda he's one of those guys that's just like, you know, why pay for it if I can get it for free? You know, he's very uh, I don't know, I can't think of the word to describe him. But, you know, he's he um <laughs>
1: I'm I trying don't to pick he something doesn't do. like to
2: spend money if okay. he doesn't have to. Yeah. He's very the, the like practical. oh cool, you're going to give this to me, I'm going to go ahead and just wear it. Like I mean, I guess practical Practical is a really nice way of putting it. Um, so I'll describe him as practical. And so um, he's really just go with the flow. You know, whatever's free in this world, I'm going to go ahead and just take it. I'm not going to put an extra effort or any money towards anything I don't have to. I mean, in a way, it, it makes sense. But <laughs> anyway, we're going to go with practical. And so... But when he goes for shopping, because he doesn't have the money to to live, to to, to wear the things that I know he listens to in these rap songs and everything like that. And so, but it's crazy because when he does go into a thrift store... He always comes out with, like, you know, some fresh piece of something. Like, he has this really dope hat or, like, he found, like, a really dope Nike, you know, windbreaker or something. Like, it's super... He always goes in and finds the best things. And I'm like, dang, you really just, you know, mooching off life, like, and you just go into these stores and you just find all of these, like, good for you. Yes, <laughs> you know exactly. Yep. Like, good for like,
0: you. Like, can't knock the hustle off. No.
2: Like... And, like, he, it's like, he don't really pay for much. He'll wear the same whatever but then when, once he goes to the thrift shop it's just like dang how like you're really surprisingly good at this you know yep. to where you just aren't really spending money and you know you're finding all of these top brands or these really cool items at thrift stores and I'm like you know I'm going in with that same energy this summer I'm gonna just speak it into existence because yep. I've never had luck with thrift or goodwill or anything but I'm just like except for I did t- one time I think it was high school I went into one of these stores and I got a pair of glass sunglasses and I had them for years. Like I had them through college and everything and everyone would always compliment me on them. And I'm like, oh, thank you, you know. they're probably thinking oh she must have got these for this much i'm like nope i got them for like three dollars at the place and so um so yeah i'm hoping to have one of those moments you know i'm hoping to take in my cousin's energy and you know my my moment that i have with my sunglasses and really just embody that when i go into thrift stores and just hope i find some good finds because i'm not good at it like i've never been that good at it um so yeah
1: yeah we'll see Well, we'll
2: see what happens
0: it reminds me of like a be, do, have type mindset, which kind of touches on what we were talking about before. You know, it's not necessarily like what you have that makes it things and it's not necessarily like what you do. It's like who you are, like who are you being? So exactly. like when you're going into these thrift shops, you know, it's like I, I, I'm i going to go in with like this open mindset. Like I'm, I'm not expecting anything. like I, I'm, I'm looking to have fun. I'm I'm, I'm making my I'm feeling lucky. I'm, I'm opening myself up to these good potential possibilities and then who knows like what ha- what comes on the other side of that. And then it's like through that that's like, oh, I'm I'm kinda going through this rack and oh now I kinda spot this thing. And mm-hmm. I was already feeling lucky. And then now this like feels like a lucky moment. And then I pull it out and I'm like, oh, it's my size. Now I have it. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. It it sounds like a good approach, you know, like to not have that e- because to not have expectations. Cause I know when I go shopping with expectations, like, oh well, I'm gonna go out and get this thing. Oh, I don't find there. anything mm-hmm. ever. You and know, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I feel like, you know, maybe I could be kind of lucky. It would yeah. be nice to be able to do these things. You know, it just kind of sounds like a fun day. Like, I'm going to go out and, and, and be good to myself today. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, then you come across something that that little bit of fortune, that little bit of luck. And then it's like, oh, now this is something that I have. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't really like tie it in all the way yet. No, yeah. Just sense. like just the thought of like releasing expectation and then like, you know, fortifying oneself with, you know, positive thoughts and being like you know i i feel like i'm gonna have some luck going into these places or like you know i'm, I'm open yes. to some goodness in my life
2: that's uh, that yeah. is a life lesson right there <laughs> don't and, but that's how i live my life and i'm like yeah. i don't have no expectations to anything <laughs> because it's like then you can't really be disappointed like and it's not yeah. like prepare for the worst it's just like no as long as you're doing the best you can anything becomes kind of a bonus you know then becomes a confidence booster so i don't I don't have expectations
0: at all. Yeah. So I'm going with that same energy <laughs> when I go thirsty. Ew. Well, though. Happy shopping to any of all of you who yeah. go out. You know. Yeah. Definitely release the expectation. Release the wiggle. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for any of my Renaissance uh, listeners out there. Uh, and yes, hopefully we get some uh, good fun moments. And yeah, I'm trying to look cute. I'm trying to feel same. like the ultimate baddie and mm-hmm. uh so my yeah real
2: summer for real for real
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully not too hot hopefully my AC hopefully works not. so it's like you know a like temperate <laughs> hot so yeah it's for sure <laughs> that's not
2: playing. that's not the energy we're on
0: <laughs> dope all right I'll see you next time it's so good to
2: talk yes 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 until next time we want to thank everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics questions or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air our ig handle is at quantum theory pod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantum theory so be kind to yourself out there know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water See you next time.